He is going to go through Pearson. He got it. Touchdown. <laughs> Welcome in to Now About Them Cowboys. This is episode number 10. We've made it. All right, 10 episodes in. I think that means we are legitimate. We are talking Dallas Cowboys minicamps and OTAs this morning or this evening, whenever the hell you are listening to this episode. I am joined by my guy, my Now About Them Cowboys co-host, Mr. Andrew Campy, on the Twitter at Andrew Campy Camp. What's cooking? Yeah, not too much. It's it's good that the football's actually back. It's sort of like, you know, it's been so much talk. It's it's good to kind of get everyone out there and sort of moving around. And we're obviously going to talk about it, but it's it's good. Uh, I uh, one of my pet hates is how quickly players will skip OTAs just for the sake of it. And it's you know a guy who uh, was demanding a lot of money, Lamar Jackson, uh, not showing up to OTAs. To me, it's it's you know. You want to be the face of the franchise. You want to get that money, then show up to OTAs and do some work, or at least you know say hello. So, Des yeah, Bryant look. did right when Des Bryant was due for a contract. He was holding out. He wasn't practicing, but he was showing up, and that to me said a lot about his relationship with Jason Garrett. You could say whatever you want about Jason Garrett. I really enjoyed Jason Garrett for the first three quarters of his time as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. I thought the players, regardless of whether you thought his message was bland or vanilla i thought the players bought in i did you know and and we'll have to find out when they do like the you know the espn like 30 for 30s or the football life like they do uh, they do one on that dallas cowboys team because i'm sure they're going to we'll find out if they really liked him but i i hear what you're saying man and michael parsons showed up yeah and yeah and dak and and a few others who we'll talk about so uh yeah look i don't mind if they don't show up uh sorry if they don't train but you know just show up just be around the players and you know introduce yourself get it get everyone acclimated i think it's a really good kind of uh, way to start the season so yeah and it's yeah. not like it's not yet hold your breath season but like when they start getting outside and practicing like i hold my breath until the end of the day when the dallas cowboys beat writers that i follow they usually write their reports at the end of the day i know like michael gelkin brian broadis used to be david hellman but he's not on site anymore so kyle yeoman's when, you know, I want to make sure everybody gets through these things healthy. But I'm going to do, go through some housekeeping before we move along here. You can find me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. The show is on there at Toilets the Titles. If you're watching on YouTube, it would be greatly appreciated. If you subscribe to the show, hit the bell because we have tons of content. We got, you know, I know you're here for the Cowboys, but if you know somebody who likes the Giants, the Packers, the Jaguars, the Rams, we got tons of team-specific content. We have head-to-head 
which is an IDP fantasy football show. We have Toilets to Titles. We have Sunday Night Live, which goes live every Sunday, where we're just kind of recapping all the news. This week they're talking running back rooms because there's not so much news. So when there's not so much news, they kind of talk about topics. And this year they're, they're talking about running back rooms, and or rather this evening, uh, running back rooms and, and how they've changed so far this offseason. So we also have tons of shorts. So if you hit the bell, you'll, you'll catch up. And we, right now what we've been doing is dropping a lot of stuff, content on rookies at OTAs or second-year quarterbacks like Sam Howell, how he's throwing at OTAs. So you can find tons of content on this channel. I recommend you stay here again. Subscribe, comment, like, hit the bell. If you have Apple Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review. That'd be greatly appreciated. That'll get you into the Frankenstein Listener League. Okay, if you want to get into our Gilded Team Chat, we have like 130 people in there at this point. We're constantly, that's that's the title tribe. When you join the Gilded Chat, you're in the title tribe. And that's where we're talking all things NFL and fantasy football. And you have access to us. Like you could, I mean, no, this isn't a live show, right? So you can't really comment during the show. You can comment afterwards and I'll get back and make sure I reach out to you. But if you want to get in there and you're not on Twitter, if you want to get in Gilded, reach out to us at email toilets to titles at gmail.com. Or you could reach out to me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps, S-C-H-E-P-P-S. So that about does it for the housekeeping. Let's get into OTA. So Michael Parsons was in attendance. So all is well, correct? Like that's, he's the champion. He's he's our, like, if you watch Troy, in the beginning of Troy, it's Agamemnon is, is going to war, right? And and he's like, and I don't think, I'm hoping this isn't his relationship with, with Mike McCarthy or Jerry Jones, but he's like, the, the one guy comes up and Agamemnon's ready to go to war and just dismantle this army. And his the other guy like proposes like, hey, let's just do your best versus my best. And and it's like, let's do it. And they call their guy and then we call our guy Achilles. Right. And I'm sure you've all seen the movie. And that's Michael Parsons. And Achilles wasn't in attendance. They had to go get him. But Michael Parsons was. So how do you feel about it? Yeah, look, I, I, I hijacked our intro a bit. But uh, as, as I said, like from my point of view, I don't really care too much if if the veterans aren't sort of involved with the OTAs. I just like them to be around the around the club in general and just, you know, be around, get your face, you know, introduce yourself to all the rookies, maybe give some tips, you know, like you like to, especially when you start getting sort of uh, guys who are sort of, you know, really what we would call veterans, you know, five, six years, you know, those guys, they really need to look at it from a point of view of as a team, you really want to get it as good as you can. So if they can get in and they can see these rookies and say, hey, rookie, like you know instead of you know using your left foot you know use your right foot or something like that just you know get those tips in early something that's going to make the team better at the end of the year like that to me is what i want at the otas and so uh yeah look it's good to have them there i think i think you know being being a defender like marzi smith is and being able to you know see parsons walking around and be able to sort of you know have a chat to him is surely a uh beneficial sort of uh thing at, even at an ota so yeah, I agree. And I think it sets a good example, right? Like when you're veterans, when your best players are your hardest workers, also the most committed and most dedicated, because there were questions. He wasn't at their workouts, but he was posting workouts. Like I believe Michael Parsons is trying to put himself in a position to be the best player he can be, which is positive. And he showed up to OTAs. So he's doing his work, but he's also, you know, these aren't mandatory. He was there. When your best players are your hardest workers, most committed and most dedicated, that has a trickle-down effect to the rest of the roster. Everyone sees this is the way it is here. This is what I need to do to be like that. 
So I respect that. I appreciate it. And I, I, I believe it sets a good foundation. So I'm excited. DeMarcus Ware was there as well. I saw clips of him working with Sam Williams. I'm sure he was talking with Micah Parsons. That's a Super Bowl champ. That's a Hall of Famer. So feeling really good about the Micah Parsons situation. How do you feel about the first team offensive line? I know Zach Bard did not participate. Tyron Smith, after all this talk, right? Right tackle, Josh Ball, right guard, Tyler Biotish, who's kind of staple in the center there. Matthew Farniak at left guard. Tyler Smith at left tackle. So I believe it's, it's in stone. Tyler Smith, not moving. Like And then now Tyler Biotish, we could put that. Those are two spots that are in stone. And Terrence still is, is banged up, so we don't know what, what's going to happen with him. But we at least know those two positions are in stone. So what are your thoughts? Look, I, I've got to disagree with you as far as having them in stone. I think what they're looking at at the moment is they know that Steele is kind of a uh, a few steps away. So this is them sitting there saying, let's get some reps into these guys now and make sure that we've got that flexibility if we need it. I I would not be surprised if we see once the, the season rolls around, whether or not uh, Tyron Smith goes back to left tackle and they slide in uh, Tyler Smith in, and then um, that's sort of the, the the team going forward. But I think at the moment, you know, like I, I sort of mentioned in the offseason last year, it felt that Tyron Smith has had a huge amount of issues with his back and he spent a lot of time, he went off and got surgery last year and spent a lot of time trying to rehab that and get ready to go. And so I think from his point of view, he was really disappointed with how last season went because of the injury, because he felt like he was primed. So, you know, to have a guy who has been around the team for so long has been such a, you know, high performance player at an OTA is just sort of like, it, it gives you confidence in the team and what they're doing. And, and I, yeah, whether or not he's right tackle or whether or not he's left tackle or whatever, if they can get him and they can get him for say, you know, 14 games this year, I think that will be huge for the offensive line. And yeah, it was interesting really. I, I, my gut feeling was that ball was going to be the first guy to get a look in at the uh, left guard spot, but it looks like they've really decided that Farniok is going to be that first uh, look in at the left guard. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about him being sort of uh, pretty decent. So it's also one of those interesting things that I think we as supporters are a bit worried about the left guard. And I think as an organization, I don't think they're particularly stressed because you, you've got to look at it from a point of view of they're going to have five guys on that offensive line. And at worst, they're going to have four exceptional guys and one questionable guy. So I think it's going to be a pretty good uh, lineup whenever they decide who, who those top five are going to be. And I think at this stage, it's just trying to get that flexibility, knowing that they're going to be able to have options come come the season if there are injuries. Yeah, I, I my thing like with with how great would it be to have Tyron Smith for just one final run? You know, like consistent, like you said, fourteen games, no significant injuries, like maybe an ankle roll or you know tweaked his shoulder or something. He has to miss a game or two to get ready for the playoffs. Like that would be awesome. He didn't look very good at right tackle last year. So I am excited and happy that he's getting a full off season working there. And if we give him a full off season working there, I'm sure he could go back to left tackle. Cause that's like putting on a glove that fits. But I think, I think we need to give him an off season, make him as good as possible there. Cause, but then the question is, you know, what, what are we going to do with Terrence Steele? and Terrence Steele's in a contract year. So, so maybe it's not in stone. So smash the stone, 
put it to pieces. I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. Let's see what happens when, when Terrence Steele gets there. But what is in stone, which I believe will be in stone, is our starting linebackers. All right. Leighton Vanderesh, Damone Clark. Damone Clark, we got him. Like he he was as much of a steal for the Dallas Cowboys as Nicobe Dean was for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they both played in the same conference in the SEC in 2021. And Damone Clark led the SEC in tackles, 77. All right. He, he was eighth or sixth with 58 assisted tackles. He had he led the SEC total tackles with 135. He was second in tackles for loss with 15, uh, fifth forced fumbles with two. So, and Damone Clark, I believe last year. So first off, nobody expected him to get on the field. All right. So getting him on the field and getting that experience was super valuable, super valuable. Cause, cause it was like, that was how it's money at this point. This year was the year we did expect him back. And now he's starting in there and not for nothing, Damone Clark also, he wore number 18 at LSU, which they don't just give that number away. That's like number seven for the skill position players on offense or defense. Number 18 is like the hardest worker, the leader, the tough guy. I'm super excited about Damone Clark in year two. I think I think he's a dude. And well, I, I think uh, it's worth talking about Vanderesh too. Like, you know, coming into this time last year, it was sort of like, is he going to do anything, you know, like – is he even sort of going to make the roster? And I think he had a really good season. So hopefully he can kind of build on that because, yeah, I, I think he had so much potential in that rookie year. And then he sort of um, injuries and a few other things kind of sort of uh, deviated from that. So it'd be really good if he can have a great season this season as well. Yeah, he came on strong too, like in the playoffs. So with, with him, I get a little nervous because the injury, but – He's constantly he he's been on a contract year I think the last two seasons which this is you know a player can't select to be healthy but a player can select to do everything they can in their power to get ready to earn money and and we're banking on that and it, and it worked out last year like he started off a little slow and a little shaky but by the time I think he had like thirty tackles in the playoffs in two games huge so so I love that and I love that. We got Maisie Smith or Mozzie Smith, however you want to pronounce it, who's going to help keep him clean. Now he could run and chase. And we got two linebackers who can run and chase. Damone Clark had the, the highest miles per hour tracked last year for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Not Micah Parsons, not Trayvon Diggs, not Malik Hooker, Damone Clark. We got two guys who could run and who can chase and who could thump. And we got a guy who's going to protect them. All right, let's talk about wide receiver position. It sounds like Simi Fajoko is expected to take on the Noah Brown role. If you don't think that's significant, that is fine. But it is because the Cowboys love to use that wide receiver who can come in and who can block. Thankfully, that's our wide receiver four now. When it was our wide receiver three, that was tough. Also, thankfully, we have a guy in Luke Schoomaker who I believe can block very well, who's built very well, who can run routes very well, who I don't think we need to take him off the field to put a guy who's, who's playing that Noah Brown role on. So, so it's good we have that, 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 that position filled because it is something the Cowboys want to fill. I just don't think we're going to need to use it as much. But there's a wide receiver who I do think we will use a lot, and that's Michael Gallup. And you mentioned it, you, you put it here in the notes, and I'm reading it all over. They are saying that Michael Gallup looks pre-injury form, which to me, that is optimal. 
And now he he doesn't have to be the two. The pressure isn't there. He could be the three. He could be the field stretcher. He can be the comeback guy. He can be the dig route guy. He can do the things where he, he he's very good at high pointing the football and tracking the football. And he can be that guy. I'm excited about it. So how do you feel? Yeah, look, I, I think there's there's so many guys who are sort of like that fourth or fifth kind of uh, position for the Cowboys who could uh, – do something so it'll be interesting to see what they you know how they sort of make those decisions whether or not as you said whether or not they focus on someone who's a better blocker or they they focus on speed with that fourth fourth receiver but you've got to say that the the wide receiver is looking like a really strong position for the cowboys when you talk about those top three now like if if gallup is looking as they are saying he is like yeah as a two Last year it was questionable, but as a three, like he, he's a top tier three. So I think it's a really good kind of position for them to be in. And then, you know, like at, at tight end, I think, you know, yes, they went out and they got the, the hopefully their all around tight end that you've been sort of praying for for a while. But let's not neglect the rest of the room there. They've got another couple of guys there who showed last year they could do some things. So I feel like they've got a really kind of well-rounded offense, which is, Quite funny because we've we have been rightly talking about the the defense and how the defense is really probably going to be the new face of this team, but the offense has still got some really really good key position players that can come in and do their job. So, I mean, yeah, look, it's it's really quite funny because it does feel like there's a lot of optimism at this early stage of the game, and I mean, most teams I guess have optimism. This but, time but it's of not year, blind but... optimism. It's not Dallas Cowboys Jerry Jones optimism. We're not yeah. hearing him out there making a proclamation it's more so people are seeing and, and and looking at numbers and looking at the roster and 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 the optimism is being created in a natural way yeah and i mean i think that's the thing we've got to look at is you know it's not optimism from a point of view of thinking oh this guy's going to step in and he's going to be a superstar or all pro immediately because i think you know you look around and they've already got those guys it's looking and saying there are so many guys that are on this roster right now who can fill a role really well. And so they've sort of, they've managed to do a really good job of obviously getting that top tier talent, but then obviously that next step, getting that depth as well. So that they've really got a good coverage, I think. Love it. I love it. And man, that, that segues me into this next point. We're talking about coverage. You want good coverage, support the team, patreon.com backslash toilets to titles, and we will have you completely covered our tier one is $1.50. It gets you a lanyard while, while stock, sir. While we still have stock, we got about 50 of those left. So gets you a nice T2T lanyard, and it guarantees you a spot in our Gilded Chat, and it guarantees you a spot into our Frankenstein Listener League, which we are going to be discussing Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on Toilets to Titles. It is absolutely bananas. If you are into fun, wacky fantasy leagues, this league has over 100 teams in it, and this is the one for you. And then every tier above that just – it includes different stuff like one-on-one -on -one draft advice, trade analysis, whatever it is. If you want to support the team, you want full coverage, check out patreon.com backslash toilets to titles. And like I mentioned before, email me at toilets to titles at gmail.com or reach out on the Twitter at coach chefs and we will get you into the gilded chat. And that is where the title tribe live. And that's where we discuss all things NFL and fantasy football. So back to the skill position side of the offense, I don't think we really need to touch on this too much, but it's great to see Tony Pollard is moving around. 
All right, their walkthroughs, their jog throughs. So he's not, I'm sure he's not, we don't have too much footage, not cutting too hard, but he, but he is moving around. So he's going to be ready by the time they put the uniforms on. But there's another player who's moving around really well, and that's Deuce Vaughn. Supposedly Deuce Vaughn, I mean, we all knew he was quick, elusive, but he is showcasing that day one at Dallas Cowboys OTAs. Defenders think they have the angle on him, and they can't catch up to him. Defenders are having a very hard time getting hands on Deuce Vaughn. So are you excited about the Cowboys' backfield going into this season? Yeah, well, going back to Steele, like the, the concern with Steele is that he's still sort of like a, a while away. And so it's, at the moment, it's sort of optimism on where he might be in the future. Whereas Pollard, I think you have to say, is almost ahead of where you would hope he would be at this stage. Like I saw something that I was reading on DallasCowboys.com where they mentioned reps with the first team. And, I, you know, always weird when you hear that word, in an OTA reps with the first team, you don't really like, you know, is it sort of like a, a an overhyped walkthrough or whatever? I don't know. But like to have him already at that sort of stage now is really, once again, a really kind of positive thing. And then, uh, yeah, I think Juice Vaughn, I think he's got, he's got so many kind of little uh, sort of um, tricks up his sleeve, but They've, they've sort of made sure that they, they don't want to make him too much. And they're, I don't know if we're going to talk too much about it either, but uh, Turpin the same way. They've, they've sort of said, you know, these guys have these interesting tricks, but we don't want to make them, you know, trick players. We want to make them football players. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how they kind of find a role for him because it's probably not going to be, you know, the lead running back as, as a guy of his size, but he's obviously got a lot of things. And they, they were talking about actually how he uh, – he, took a really good um, catch the other day and you know having a guy that size if he can catch the ball as well and you know yeah you can sort of you can find roles for good football players and I think that's what he is he's a good football player regardless of his size it's a good problem to have trying to figure out how to get him touches and there there are definitely some touches to go into the backfield that need to be given to somebody else and if you could find a way I think what Mike McCarthy is going to need to do and Schottenheimer is weekly game plan ways to get him isolated with the linebacker. If you can get him one-on-one -on -one with the linebacker in passing situations, nine times out of 10, he's going to get open. And if he's got the ball on the second level, there's always a chance he could hit a home run. Okay. It's not going to happen every play, but the chance will be there. And I, I like him, you know, I love Pollard and, and this is his year, but just think about having this cat in on like two minutes row. Right, like no huddle, just bomb, 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 going down the field. Even if you want to put two backs in there, you know, you got you take your tight end off the field, a back to Tony, uh, to uh, Tony, a back to Dak's left, a back to his right, and and just let them go at it. So that that's going to be on them. But there's another back who's supposedly getting a lot of touches, and this is early on, but this is a Mike McCarthy special. Mike McCarthy loves a good fullback, Hunter Lupke from from North Dakota State, was getting some runs with the ones and like. Enough so that beat reporters that I respect weren't hyping it. They were just making note, like, you need to pay attention to this. This cat in college played in 43 games, had 274 carries, 1,600 rushing yards, 24 rushing touchdowns, 38 receptions, 494 yards, and nine receiving TDs. And it was, you know, he played for about, I think it was four years, but it was really mostly the last two years that a lot of these numbers came from. So this guy produced, but he's a thumper. And there's a need in the Cowboys offense for short yardage and goal line back. And this guy is likely going to be that.
Well, I I don't want to. I don't know how much you care about the NBA, but it's you know. I guess I'm going to be talking about a uh, a, a Texas kind of uh, team. So, what I've always appreciated about the San Antonio Spurs and the way they go about it is they will take role role players and they will take them into their team and they will turn them into a really productive role player. But they're a productive role player in the sort of in the rhythm of the game. So it's like they'll come up at certain spots and do something. Whereas I feel like my concern with the Cowboys last year was we tried to take our role players and take them into that kind of step. But it was kind of like, it felt like, okay, in the second quarter, in the third play, we're going to run this play. And so I really kind of hope this year that we really, we focus on saying, okay, these guys can do some good things, but let's, let's, you know, implement these within the rhythm of the game. So if the game is looking like, okay, this is what we want to do, then, you know, let's, let, you know, maybe we get Vaughn out there for a couple of plays in a row and, you know, look for some backbreaking blaze or something like that, you know, or really, yeah, if, if we're playing against a team that's getting tired, then, you know, get that fullback in there and then get the smash mouth, you know, football going. I, I want to just really have a coaching staff that is going to roll with the rhythm of the game. And I think if we can do that, I, I think that all these guys will, you know, they'll have a moment or two during the season where you'll think like, wow, that's why he's here. And that's why he's on the 53. Yeah, I agree. So instead of having forced packages where you're like, all right, we're going to run these first 10 plays and then we're immediately going to this and then we're immediately going to that more so feeling the rhythm of the game, feeling the situations and having packages designated to certain situations. And I agree. I think I think that's great. So all right, I want to wrap it up just talking some some defense. Calvin Joseph, former second round pick. It looks like it's last chance you for this cat. He's getting some reps with safety. It, during individual drills and then playing nickel, which I guess is the Jordan Lewis program. That's kind of what he does. So, and, and supposedly, I mean, last year he had a lot of tackles. He's very aggressive. It's a little rough in coverage. And then he was decent on special teams, but he got in a little bit of trouble there. So I think if he can't find a home at nickel, this guy's gone. And then Trayvon Diggs was not at the workout. We got to see Nashawn Wright step it up next to Stephon Gilmore with Deron Bland in the slot. And I love Deron Bland. So he's the slot guy. So I don't think there's room for Kelvin, Lewis, uh, Kelvin Joseph and Jordan Lewis. I combined them because if they combined, there'd be room. But since they're separate people, <laughs> there is a room for the both of them. So one of those guys is for sure gone. How do you feel about the secondary and how do you feel about those guys' situations? Yeah, look, I uh, sometimes when guys change positions, it's sort of like, oh, yep, I can see why they're doing that because you know it works to his skill set. In this, in this regard, to a certain extent, it feels like they're doing it just because they're, they're yeah, they're trying to find a uh, a position for him. So I, I think he's really going to struggle to make the team. To be honest, I think at this stage, um, I'm actually trying to look it up at the moment. I can't think. Who was the uh, the fifth round guy that the Cowboys got? This year, oh, with the, yeah. the, the like the the second or thirdest third longest wingspan of of all defensive backs in this year's class, I think it was. Uh, he went to like like something Missouri, like yes. Eastern Missouri, or I don't even just Google. So so while you do that, it's, it's supposedly some people think that, and that's a Dan's Quinn special. So they're gonna they're gonna find a way. But so was Nashawn Wright, and so was Israel Mukwamu. 
And McQuamu finally found a home at safety last year. I kind of like him there. And Deshaun Wright is finally getting reps with the first team. Who knows if that's forced because there's no other options or what. But uh, Yeah, so Eric Scott Jr. Okay. Where was so, he? Where did he go to school? Southern Mississippi. Okay, okay. All right. So they were saying, like, there's been a lot of talk about him saying, this guy can do some, some really good things. So um, whether or not he's sort of, you know, land for this year going to be stepping in and making a media contribution i'm not sure but uh i i think it's going to be hard for someone like joseph because i just feel like he's going to be the odd man out at the end right right and i'm trying to think who the, the cowboys undrafted free agent at lsu lineman uh man uh, i can't think of his name but i'm looking it up now i'm looking it up now give me a second um where is he? Where is he? Where is he? I can't. I can't find it. All right. I know we didn't draft the guy. Whatever. This is not riveting radio right now. But there is a lineman out of LSU that the Cowboys got. I didn't. I didn't think they draft him because I didn't see it in the in the draft report. But he supposedly looks looks decent as well. Uh, but I don't want to touch on it too much because. I do not have the information in front of me. I was going to throw that in at the last second, but is there anything you want to point out or say before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no. So uh, I sort of mentioned to you that from my point of view, uh, I don't think I've been so excited to hear about defensive line play as I have been this time. Um, but we haven't really heard too much. We have, we have heard that there's been a couple of times where uh, Smith has been double teamed. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he starts rolling when we actually get into the, the training camp and the, uh, the, the, the big guys really are out there. But, I mean, you say that, and then the flip side is obviously, you know, from his point of view, it's got to be really beneficial having this OTA and having guys like Tyron Smith out there so that he's getting that sort of uh, rep against uh, proper NFL players now. But, yeah. Bit disappointing to not hear too much about him, but to a certain extent, yeah, the the news has been positive. So uh, I'm not stressing out too much yet, but uh, I guess I guess you can't really expect too much from a uh, defensive tackle to just be taking over an OTAs. But yeah, it would be what nice I what I did hear. What I did hear was he's not big and sloppy. He's big and very well put together. Like I heard, you know, Broadus. I, I listened to their show. Uh, Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt, and they mentioned both both Maisie Smith and uh, and Luke Schoomaker, and said both of them look like veterans, like big physical presence put together well. And that's I mean, at first the first impression is looks. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but that is the first impression. You never get a second shot at a first impression. So that's that's how he looks, and uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited that more football is coming up. I mean, we're almost in June. July, things really start ramping up. So over the next few weeks, we'll be keeping you locked in to all the Cowboys news and happenings. And we didn't touch on DeAndre Hopkins because that's not news and that's not happening. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that's it. So with that, my guy, Andrew Campy is on the Twitter at Andrew Campy. I am on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. We are on the Twitter at Toilets and Titles. We hope to see you in Gilded and the Patreon. All that stuff is greatly appreciated. Enjoy your week. Take care.